Look at you again. You're scrolling again. No, I'm not reading an email. No, you're scrolling. I'm not. Yeah, you are. I can tell. Look. Are you scrolling? Look. Those are emails? Yeah. What kind of phone is that? iPhone 13, I think. What kind of uh what kind of email do you use? Gmail. Do you? Yeah. What about you? Uh you're distracted because you're scrolling right now. No, I'm not. I'm actually um, lining up this barrel tasting barrel tasting with, you know, my brother's going to Lynchburg to do a barrel tasting with me in, a, in about 10 days. Choosing the barrel. Um, he's going to choose it. And they just released. I'm looking at 10 it. 10 days. What, is, what time do I go? How long do I go? Well, we're going to San Francisco and. 13 days so i don't i wouldn't oh, think so it's right after that so oh all, after that okay i go on the Scared fourth me. i go on the fourth i already made a bunch of people jealous of what we're doing in san francisco oh, so you we told can't people? miss out on that yeah you know i had estes on the show the other day did you it was so cool is he good i'm like yeah because i i didn't want to come across like i was kissing his ass but i was like dude when i faced you like he was unhittable like i remember him being unhittable his senior year you know, he went first. You know, he signed a full ride to Stanford and then went first round to the Mariners. I mean, what, he played for the Capitals. Douglas. Douglas. No, they hated. He talked about that in the podcast. They hated Carson. So, you know, like Carson Capitals is where everybody wanted to play summer ball. That's where Clay played. It's where I played. Everybody wanted to be on the Capitals with Raw McNutt. Hal Wheeler, who I also played for on the Nevada Yankees in, in traveling ball, um, travel league, he would not let his players play for McNutt. And Estes mm. is the best pitcher in the state that year. He's the number one draft pick. Is he your age? No, he's he's uh, he graduated in '91, so he's two years older than me. But I faced him his senior year. So did Wade. I think Wade's still shaking. And he he could he could deal, huh? Oh God, ninety-seven miles an hour in high school from the left side. Ninety-three, ninety-four. He was ninety-seven when he got when he got into the you know got a little bit more instruction in the minors. You never you never got it. He won nineteen games in nineteen ninety-eight. Seven years after he got after he left high school, he won 19 games in the big leagues. You never got a piece. No, he hit me once and struck me out twice. Mm-hmm. I ran into Bob Arol, uh Bobby Friday. I saw Bobby Kenny Chesney concert. I think it was. He was talking about pitching to Barry Bonds. When oh, when he was with the Phillies. Yeah. Did you know he was a, a line crosser? What does that mean? 1994. He was. Yeah, he crossed the lines. I think. I think he had been released by Philadelphia, and I don't. I might be wrong on this, but I think he crossed the line to play for Pittsburgh to make some money. I think he had been let go. I don't know if he was. I don't know if he was officially out of baseball, because you know he played for the Reno Diamonds yeah. that summer. When not long after that, ninety five, ninety six, maybe a little bit later than that. But Bobby could deal. But you know, you know my at bats against him with the Yankees versus the Diamonds. I seriously just saw these newspaper reports um, last week. I was going through some books about, you know, to get some shadow boxes made, and I, I think I was three for three against Bobby in one game and two for four against Bobby in the other game. Really? He don't like that. No, he doesn't like hearing that. You remind him every time you see him. I never ever bring it up. You think you'd have a bad attitude about it? No, me and Bobby have always gotten along. I don't want to have a bad attitude with anybody anymore, like holding grudges. And there's people that I just know are just dicks, you know? 
there's a lot of things in life that rub me wrong, but I'm the one that jumps to conclusions. I'm not, well, I don't know what that personality is called, but I'm really, um, I'm a really, what's the word that you, what's the word like? I take my friendship serious and I like, if I hurt somebody, I want to make sure that I can make it right or at least try. Does that make sense? Like, okay, let me put it in other I don't words. know what word let that me, is. Let me, yeah. let me put it in other words. If I text you, okay, let's say that, let's say that something happened and you got told to get on a jet and go to Italy with JP because he, his family in Italy needed help smashing grapes for their wine this year. And you didn't have time to tell anybody. So you don't show up for the podcast. I'm texting you. Your phone's not working. Jillian knows where you're at, but she's not, me and her aren't in touch. So I don't know. You're not texting me back. My first, my first thought is, oh, he's fucking mad at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like that. True. To the point to where it's a downfall. I really should have a, I don't give a shit deal. Because if you, if you took friendship serious, I'm as busy as anybody. And I make sure I go it back. If I, if I get to Friday, I go back all the way to the preceding Sunday. Okay. And I don't get a ton of texts on Sunday, but come Monday morning, it's 80 to hundred, 120 texting conversations a day. I go back to Sunday and I make sure that I cover the entire span of the week. And if I forgot one, if I left one undone, if I might've typed something and didn't hit send, you know what I mean? Like if like you're texting, you know, and then a phone call comes through, you know what I'm saying? So I go back and I make sure of every one. I think that's how everybody should be. I think there's no excuse for ghosting, dropping the ball, not communicating, leaving people hanging. I, I say there's well, no excuse for it. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be on your phone the whole time. I'm just saying that nobody is that busy to go months without returning a friend's message. I know that people get your number through acquaintances or through the network, and you might just put those in a, in a log and get back to them when you get back to them. Well, I was going to say, like, what if somebody sends you a picture of a whatever? No, something that, that doesn't necessarily... Because I, I find myself like... hundred percent. It's, it's Like, what's of, the response? It's like, an order of importance. Right. Or, and it's like, what do I say to that? Like, oh, dude, you know how many get, times I send, like, the laughy face thing? Because I'm like... I don't know what to say. You I, know, yeah, like, I've never. What are they called? The uh, emojis. About, I've never sent one. I refuse to. What's your quick like? You know, somebody sends you a funny picture. You, you just don't say if anything. If it's in or? a group text, I don't return. I do not return any. What group, if it's just you? If it's a group text, I do not return any messages unless it's of like a business thing and we're going right. through planning or whatever. Um, if I just sent you like something I thought was funny, I don't. You don't get. First that off, much. I'm not. I'm not one of those guys that gorges the internet and just like I got people that will blow up my DMs and think that I'm interested in all of these motivational right. speeches. And I know, yeah. The last thing I give a flying rat's ass is is a Tony Robbins speech. Right. Like I, I respect the man, but I don't need him. What about I mean, how many people send you like, you know, pictures of birds or fish or deer or whatever throughout the season? You get all that you do you try to respond to all that stuff too? Yeah, I mean I if it's something that is a respectful friend and I know that they mean well by it and that it's not just superficial. Like one thing that drives me nuts is porn. Okay. I can't stand drives everybody. Nuts. I can't stand dirt. Okay. No. You know, yeah. you, I can't, I don't even like the thought of dirty old men 
sitting there and getting this porn and then oh you're saying sending it on to yes and i'm not just talking i'm not talking money shots i'm just talking naked chicks remember like i got a daughter now so like i guess i'm getting old like i love naked women don't get me wrong but for people to forward that out to a group of guys and be like man she's got a nice rack well no shit dude we're like 40 now we we understand what a girl looks like is that kind of getting older is that do you remember in like 2000 well dude when you were like in the construction world that was like every morning you open your email and it was like everybody you worked with had sent you some kind of smut and it was like you, you spent like your first 20 minutes at work deleting all that stuff it was crazy back in the day at least it wasn't with, with, with like the construction there, world. There, there are groups of men and i'm not going to name them that i know still do it every day see i don't get it they anymore. get a, they get messages and porn every day from certain individuals and then they all write back oh wonder who that oh really yeah and i'm just like because i've been in the truck you know yeah. and they're like and to me that that's like gross is that not like that's weird to me i don't get it anymore so i i I know at the time, but now you're talking when I was in my 20s, you know, but I remember just you couldn't look at that stuff at work, dude. So it was like, I'll just sit there and delete it all because it used to be every morning nonstop. Someone would get your email. and If they found out you were a guy that was into girls the next morning, your inbox would be loaded. But yeah, I don't get it anymore. So, yeah. What do you mean? Like you would get like what 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 kind of smut? Like I don't everything. Just naked chicks videos what time, what time frame are we talking are we talking like mid 2000s like early 2000s 2005 yeah, like 2003 4 5 okay because i was in the business world out of college you were in construction and i was right? on a computer every day right i was in construction i was in portable toilets that's what i mean so you were in the same circles of people dude you weren't getting it back then were they sending it from their work computers 100 oh, percent to to everybody that's, else's that's work all computers. illegal now right? oh, you don't you would never even get it now all the firewalls catch it all but I 100% remember working at Western Nevada. It was like every morning, you know, you'd get there. Because before, we didn't take our work home on smartphones, right? We had Blackberries and stuff, but you weren't getting email on there. I mean, you were, but it was the very beginning of that. So it was like when you left at 5 or 6, you didn't see your inbox again until the next morning. So you'd open it up, and there was there was dudes that got to work at like you know four thirty five in the morning, and they would just start firing off all these, and it was like jokes and you know like you said porn and stuff like that, and it was like like the first twenty emails every morning were were that kind of stuff that I worked in a, you know I worked where Rick Revilio's office was right behind me, you know, so there was no looking at that, you know, at work. So and that was when you used to go in to the showroom and take the immediate left through the door. Barbara's on the left. Yep. And then if you walked over to your right one aisle, took a left, that would dead into Rick's. Right. Jack was to his left or his right on the right. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tom was to his right. And Dorico would have been in that aisle right there too on the right. Yeah. Somewhere right in that area. Too. Yeah. Joe and I shared that or we, we were right there on the right. And yeah. Cause know. Rick's big office with the window yeah. looking out would have been looking and right. So at Joe's monitor. computer looked at Rick and my computer, my back was to Rick. So yeah. This episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody is also brought to you by our friends at Corning Ford. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly SUV or a truck that can withstand your life of adventure, Corning Ford's outstanding selection has something for everyone. And with their knowledgeable staff and competitive pricing, you can trust that you're getting a great deal on a high-quality vehicle. Don't wait any longer to start living your dream on four wheels. Visit Corning Ford today, and don't forget to mention your favorite podcast sent you over. 
This episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody is also brought to you by Oakley. Guys, let's be real. The world is your playground and you need the right gear to conquer it. That's why you need a pair of Oakley sunglasses. With Oakley, you'll have the clarity, protection, and style you need to take on any adventure. Oakley's commitment to quality, innovation, and authenticity means you can trust your eyes are in good hands. Head over to oakley.com to find your perfect pair. Plus, there was other women in the office. You just you couldn't look at that stuff at the kind of work that I did, you know. If you had your own office or whatever, whatever. But, you know. We- Here's a question that's intimate and personal. Do you get nudies from your girlfriend? No. You don't ever? No. Part of me thinks you're lying. I wouldn't lie. You wouldn't tell the truth right now. But we live together. We, we've been together for 10 years and we live together. It's, I mean. Yeah, but you still got to keep it rocking during the day. Well, Julie's a waitress at- and a bartender and a, you know she she ain't going up into the restaurant bathroom and sending nudies over do you no <laughs> you know those secretive uh, ones like right. you're stirring a pot of spaghetti i can write up my short leg here while we're uh no no jelking or anything if oh my john carrie's listening the the people still ask me like was that a real conversation and i'm like but i self-admittingly i've started doing it <laughs> We're not talking about that on this show. <laughs> uh, oh, God, John Kerry. John Kerry. He canceled on me on dinner. He did? Friday night. Yeah, he was coming to Cinco de Mayo. You canceled. I never you canceled. Dinner tonight with us? You still eating dinner with us? I'm not eating dinner with you. American almond beef ribeyes in New York Strip. I'm throwing down. Today I made... Uh, what are you having to go with it? I'm, dude, I'm on that carnivore, dude. This is the 20th oh, right. day, but um, I, we're doing we're doing a Caesar salad, baked potatoes, um, bread. Today I did um, took a 4-H pork butt and traegered it with in a foil tin with foil on the top with Coca Cola in the bottom of it, a whole two liter over the top with Sonora rub pounced it with provider provider Sonora rub and that rubs less than 30% salt content. So, I mean, I got it in there. Good. I was rubbing in and then put it on the Traeger and slow cooked it for seven hours on 200 and then took it out and pulled it apart. And I, and after that pulled pork, you know, that's how you do a pulled pork sandwich is slow cook, right? Then I had put on the Traeger flat rock high heat, like on high 700 degrees and did like a carnita style pulled pork taco. Dude, the meat was unreal. Would you eat just the meat? Just the meat with a, I can eat, I can eat onions. I'm eating, I, I could eat any vegetable. I mean, people eliminate things out of this carnivore diet. If it's going to help them with inflammation, let's say, or autoimmune immune deficiency, they got arthritis, right? Um, so they'll eliminate things. And like when people eliminate vegetables, they get results. When people eliminate meat, they might get the results they're looking for. But this particular one is that I'm trying to lose. I'm trying to get lean, lean. So I'm eating protein, but I'm trying not to eat a lot of green vegetables because of the complex carbs in it. So I'm going pure carnivore, but I am cheating a little bit with like, for example, I had octopus last night. I went to sushi, but I had no rice. I ate octopus. I ate eel with a, just a tiny splatter of the eel sauce on it. Why is octopus cheating? No, I didn't eat. I didn't say octopus. Oh. Cheat. I cheated because of the sauce. Oh, there's, gotcha. there's a little bit of sugar in those sauces. Sure. But again, I'm barely using any of it with a little bit of soy, which isn't on the carnivore diet either. Um, but again, I'm not doing it to 
to do anything except lean out. I could probably eat every green vegetable there is and still get the results I'm getting, but I'm watching my calorie intake and eating pure meat and watching my portion control. Are you fasting too? I'm fasting every night from eight. The only day I refuse, if I fast, there's only one day I refuse not to fast and that's Sunday. And most of the time I try to make that too. But fasting because on Sunday. Because of breakfast or what are you Yeah, want? Sunday's hard for me to fast because the whole week catches up with you. My workouts, I'm working out five days a week with my trainer. And then by Sunday, I'm just kind of like, I'm not eating a cheat meal. I'm still staying on the carnivore. But these carnitas or whatever you call that, there's burnt, burnt end or carnitas or just reverse seared pulled pork on tacos, bro. When then I, I did, I, I doused it with a little olive oil while I'm cooking it, a little tiny bit of butter because you can have some fat. And then I poured a little bit more uh, Sonora rub on it. Brad Arrington ate, his wife, Ellen, Jen, Clay, Jack, Tom, Les, and every single one of them were like unreal good. Like good, good tacos. Did they all go carnivore too? Uh, No. I made shells for all of them. Oh, you did? My shells are phenomenal. You put cheese on them? Parmesan with olive oil. Like Jim Boys? Yeah, but they deep fry theirs. Do they? Yeah, they got to. Theirs are so good. They're a different level taco. They're the worst taco you could possibly eat health-wise. But, <laughs> but they're the best. But probably the best fast food taco you can make. There's a place in, in Roseville called Rocco's Tacos. And it's on the, if you're headed west towards Oakland, towards the Bay, it would be on the left side of I-80. So what would that be? Would that be south or would that be west? Like if you know when you're going through the valley, you know, you're headed due west. So it would be south. south. So when you are when you get to Roseville, you know, I-65 takes off right to Mary's or marysville mm-hmm. and all that on the left side over there rocco's tacos then last week two weeks ago we went striper fishing no three weeks ago it's been yeah because it was right before i started the carnivore diet we went no this is a month ago because three weeks ago i went fishing with tom so we we went down to corning to get the new truck and when we were in there uh francis at corning ford's like you got to go to this new taco truck best tacos i've ever had and they were legit. And they're that style of pork. They shave their pork off of the pork butt. Yeah, yeah. And then they flash fry it on the flat iron. And they were phenomenal tacos. But the only complaint I had was that their their the oil they used on their tortillas was too strong. And it 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 countered every other flavor. You know what I mean? It was too much. It 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 what's that word I'm looking for? Where it overpowered? Overpowered every yeah. other flavor. Because it was bad oil or just just not good. The flavor mm. was not good. The flavor was not good. You know, like when you eat that oil is not good. Yeah, but I you mean, know when you eat a Jim Boy's taco and that you know there's a lot of oil in it because right. you feel it running down your beard. But there's not a lot of taste to it. The it's flavor's just, unreal. Yeah. It's could, that melted cheddar in that oh, sauce. Wow, dude, their freaking stuff is so good. I haven't had one in a long time. I bet you. Now that you say that, I bet you it's been over five years since I've had Jim Boy's. If you want to lean out, eat some Jim Boy's with no go, tortilla. Goes right through you. No, <laughs> it goes right through you. I am getting ready. I guess I should mention this. 48 years old i'm getting ready next week for my first colonoscopy and i just got that big jug oh, that yeah. i gotta drink the day before Oof. so i won't be leaving that day i, I want to work out on it but i don't think that'd be smart no i mean that's a complete blowout right i don't think you want to do anything on that stuff but stay, i don't stay within don't a, you just want to like stay where a stay five yard it? dash to the toilet huh See, from from what i i've never had ones i'm only 42 but they say now you should get one at 40 no yes no way i'm telling you 
40? 40. They, that's what they say. They Who says because that? colon ca- colon cancer is so prevalent now that they say that men should be getting them done at forty. But uh, so for, I'm way late then. Yeah, everybody. I'm late. I mean, technically, Have you ever I done figure it? I'm going to get one at like forty five. No, I've never done one. Uh, really, forty years 40, old. Google it. Uh, Google it and show me. But so wait from, a minute. I'm gonna Google it real quick. From I'm... everyone that I've talked to, it's 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 so bad. Like colon, colon, put recommended colonoscopy age. me age. Holy shit! The first one that comes up is regular screening beginning at age forty-five is the key to preventing colon again. Forty-five. Forty-five. When my mom asked me the other day if I had one. Forty-five to seventy-five. So I'm three years late. Yeah. My mom. Are there said signs it, of it? Colon cancer. Yeah. Matt Williams had none. He said caught it in a blood test. I don't know about, like, you should ask your cousin. I don't know if he had any symptoms. Can I get a colonoscopy at 40? The American Cancer Society recommends clerical cancer screening starting age 45 for men and women. The recommended age changed from 50 to 45 because studies show... Why can't I pronounce that word? What is it? Colorectal? Colorectal. Colorectal cancer rates on the rise among people under 50. Yeah. Shit. Well, I yeah. told, when I, my mom asked me if I had one the other day and I said, I'm only 42. She said, you're supposed to start when you're 40, 45 sounds better. That's when I figured I'd get one. My dad's gone his whole life with never having one, but he has cancer. Well, he doesn't have that kind of cancer. He does. He never did, but he's never had a thing, but how's I, he doing? I, he's doing good. He is. Yeah. He, uh, he just went to his doctor the other day and the guy was like, why have you never had a colonoscopy? My dad's 70, 70. And he was like, I'm not I'm never going to get one or something like that. He's like, I don't want to. I Do you know what they do? I mean, are, are you worried about it one little bit or concerned or embarrassed or what? Why would you be embarrassed? I mean, they, they send a camera up your asshole, don't they? But apparently, so my dad, my dad has this hang up about it because apparently then they like, and I, and this is true. They like pull you out into a room with 20 other people that have had one and you're all blowing all that air out of your ass. And he said, it's just like embarrassing. Like, I don't know. Does that embarrass you at all? Well, like you mean blowing air, like farting? Yeah, but it's are like you crazy. Afraid, are you afraid to say the word fart? No, is that a weird word? It, it's not really farting though, because it's just they use air it's to expand butt breathing, your butt breathing, like Todd Karaisi used to do. Right? No, they use air to expand your cavity to send the camera up there, and so all that's coming out of you. Apparently, in and a you got to sit in a waiting room for what to see if you start bleeding or something. They you have to stay there until you go to the bathroom or something. Not you won't poo, obviously, but you have to pee or something like that before they let you out but you're just in there like recovering because you, you go under full anesthetic but it's not anesthesia. a waiting room you're in a gown in a bed with but, like, it, but in a room with everyone else not like in your own closed? room no apparently, apparently i've never had one i don't know that's <laughs> why dad, dad know? his friends told him i guess i don't know um but no. they they say the drink that you're about to have and, and the effects of it are way worse than not worse just they, and they, and then everyone says that morning you'll feel the best you've ever felt in your life because you I was going to get Jack in here Jack's 25 and he's had one already due to he his stomach lining or something was messed up due to probably eating too spicy of foods because the dude just pounces his food with hot sauce like a dumbass and like hot peppers and shit right and I wanted to bring him in here he's not here he's out filming um, I wanted to talk to him about because he said it's a it's an endeavor. Like he would never want to do one again, and oh, I can't remember why. Or maybe he said it wasn't that bad. 
I wish he was here. Now I sound well, like a so I know a lot of people that have them. And, and the one thing I did, it, it, you, you will go to the bathroom a heck of a lot more than you ever thought you could. And you'll be like, okay, I'm done now. Like, how could there be anything left in me? And you'll just keep going. But then also they said you'll feel the best you've ever felt in your life that next morning because literally like every bit of waste in your body has gone and you haven't eaten. So think about that. You've been on the carnivore this whole time. You're eating good. You're working out. And then you're going to get everything out of you and have like a 24 hour. You're going to be like 168 pounds that morning. Not to mention what I'm speaking of nudies. That's when you pop a couple nudies, dude, when you're all All jacked up. Yeah. Just nothing left in you. Full six pack. Just freaking like this. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could do nudies in the mirror though. <laughs> yeah. Like a dick pic or like a nudie? Like, yeah, I don't know. What do you do? You, you go from the chest down. I don't know what you do. Like they always say you gotta have good angle of lighting and a good, good angle yeah. of camera placement, but you got a gel. And stuff I invited you to go see Aaron Lewis. Dude. Did you miss a show? Oh, I would joke for sure before that. Of course. Did you go to Vegas and see him too? Or just no, I was so tempted, but I went and saw him here. I really um, wanted to go, but I just thought about you're such a pansy, bro. Because I was up. No, this is no shit. I was up at f- almost five, four fifty the next morning. But here's what happened: I drove down and met Joey, and then he drove. He wanted to drive his new Tesla. And who's Joey? Gilbert. Oh. And I had some drinks. He don't drink. I had some Jack Daniels. Got on Aaron's bus. I brought Aaron a, bo- a bottle of single barrel foul life saying thank you for the tickets and the passes sat on his bus we got there an hour and a half or an hour 45 minutes early and sat on his bus and talked politics in america for that long so i'm sipping on jack daniels sipping no shots no jack and cokes just sipping on jack neat he there was no ice i'm like bro do you need to borrow money here and he's like drink it like a man you pussy <laughs> so i'm just sipping on it joey's lawyer friend buys me a cocktail during the concert and at the end of that concert, when we were back on Aaron's bus, between the three Jack Daniels I had and the you-know-what uh, that's very prevalent at rock and roll shows. In the air. And what's it called when you get hotboxed? Is it hotboxed? Second, second hand. I got hotboxed outside. Oh, yeah. Dude, I was so jacked on the ride back up here. I told Joey, just go to your house. Because there's no way he's going to drive me to my house. I live way out here. Right. I went and stayed the night at Joey's house, being safe. Because I knew, like, I, I felt it like... Dude, that I I barely drank anything, but this diet and being in ketosis, your body metabolizes alcohol different, and I was hammered. See, and I would have been right there with you, but worse. And then I would have had to get up at five o'clock. I was up. I was up. I yeah, but I went out to the field and worked in the sun all day. Right away. Well, that's not working out in the sun. You you would have had to be a man for once. You would have had to jack up. I'm I'm a man all the time. I've done it before. I just don't really want to do it. Did you drink last night on Monday? Because that's your dinner night, right? I had one beer and one glass of wine. Where'd you guys go to dinner last night? Dopo Pizza. Was it good? It's really good. Dopo? Yeah, D-O-P-O. We've had the provider mentality for a long time. Growing up and watching dad and mom cook wild game, whether it was an Italian lasagna or a spaghetti, or my dad's just the heritage, just his, his deer steak at camp over an open flame, the way he cooked antelope and elk and fish. I watched in awe and I couldn't wait to be old enough to do it. Then we got to travel and meet all of these different chefs at all these different lodges in Argentina and Uruguay or Paraguay or Arkansas or Missouri or Chef Mark Lindsay who you hear on the podcast, This Life Ain't For Everybody, a lot up in Minnesota at Trapper's Landing, part of the Reeds family of brands. 
and I started to learn so many different unorthodox, out-of-the-box ways of preparing Mr. Billy Bogey's smothered deer steak at Prairie Wings Duck Club in Arkansas, or the duck empanadas at Duck Guides of Argentina, or the Italian recipes I've learned with the Particelli family in Napa and around Merlot Waterfowl. And they all became part of the Provider Cookbook, the Provider Mentality at theproviderlife.com, our rubs, our original 10 in the Ultimate Pack, including the swine and the flaky, the spawn, the drop time, the foul, the crosshairs, the Brit, the dragon, the Sonora. I know I'm missing a couple. Then we introduced the brand beef rub and the mother clucking chicken rub. And you can find recipes at theproviderlife.com. That's what life is all about. Living that provider mentality, eating wild, eating that organic lifestyle, living off the land, understanding sustainability, eating what you harvest, eating what you catch, and learning how to make it taste good. Oh man, duck sucks. No, it doesn't. So get the provider mentality. Check us out at theproviderlife.com. Check out the provider TV on the My Outdoor TV app, Mo TV, part of the Outdoor Sportsman's Group and the Outdoor Channel family of brands. We got more coming. We got so much more coming. But in the meantime, good luck out in the field. Good luck out on the rivers. I hope you get those wild turkey nuggets and that pickle juice right away and get ready to throw down with some different rubs on them. The provider lifestyle. We're so honored to live it. Thank you, Lord, for letting us be outdoorsmen, hunter, gatherers, conservationists, and providers. Again, theproviderlife.com. Thank you for visiting. Dopo is that a what is Dopo is that a name of a I, family? Yeah, I don't know what it stands for. No, I don't know the, the the guy that I believe he owns it or he's the chef or something. He because I've gone there three or four times now. It's a really small kind of menu. Like they're like they have like maybe eight different pizzas. You could build your own, but you know they're like a fourteen inch pizza. But they use that double lot flour from like Europe that doesn't have a lot of gluten and stuff in it. And it's so like Jilly's brother. We went with him. He's speaking of colonoscopy he's 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 got to look watch all that stuff and he uh doesn't eat gluten and so but he can eat that their pasta their pizza all that stuff it's good dopo pizza where yeah. is it uh, oh god on saint lawrence midtown top of midtown but on the side street so you don't have to go like in the big part the busy part it's good it is huh mm-hmm. are you excited at all for wait what kind of pizza did you get do you guys split pizza or do you get half and half? No, we got, we just, we got one. They call it the fig and pig and it was a prosciutto cheese fig like reduction. And then arugula on top. So good. I can't believe I just heard you say that. Why? Because that is the, I'm not saying that it wouldn't be good, but you just don't order that when you eat pizza. This is like a, That's art, not even this a pizza. is artisan pizza. I, if you said I want pepperoni and mushroom, they can, those they artists would make but, it for you. But you'd go to JJ's and have that. Dude. Yeah, but it ain't, t- JJ's is not that good anymore. I know. And I don't know if I should say that out loud, but my last two times there, I did not enjoy it. He sells our ice cream. And I, so I hate to say that too. And I love, I love their wings. I love their fries, but something has gone wrong with their pizza. I, I agree with you. And, and I don't have the relationship with him to tell him is that. Is it Jason that still has it? Yeah. But I believe it's he's just caught in the same thing that we're all caught in. You can't get any labor. So, you know, the, the kids that used to give a shit and do a good job making pizzas don't anymore. I went in there the other night, and he had a chick bartending, and she had a can of skull in her leggings, and right there at the, at the register puts a big fat dip in. And it's not the – I mean, I worked at, you know, Western all those years and chewed the whole time, but I would never put one in in front of a customer. She, I was, was, she was dipping at the counter with a food and beverage service? Yes. 
With her no. with the with the can in her freaking She was dipping at the it, and working in JJ's. Watched her put one in her mouth. No way. A woman. I with Are my you own two let JJ eyes. know? I, I don't disgusting. I don't have that relationship with him. Well, that's the thing. Then where do you spit? Like you're spitting in the trash can? Or maybe she's swallowing it, but I don't know, man. I thought it was weird too. And and it was a girl on top of it. How many girls chew? There aren't very many. That is but. disgusting. It's a, somebody said it the other day. This is the generation of I don't give a shit. And that sucks because all the people that have businesses that are trying to earn a buck, they got they don't have much to work with. I just was on the phone before I got here with a guy that just printed some shirts for me. He said the same thing, you know. What know. shirts for what? Tatas? Do I get one? You want one? I'd They're good, it. dude. Probably the best shirt we've ever done. Is it a T-shirt? Yeah, black yeah, T-shirt. I'd like one. Can I'll you get me one. an XL? Yeah. It's got a Harley and a hot rod on it. Can you see it from there? Ooh, I like that. Yeah. This dude's legit. I'll give you his contact if you want to make some shirts. What do you mean? Don't you still use the same guy? I did some other stuff with him, but this is a different guy because he specializes in those big, like, hot rod kind of shirts. Can he do are, full frontal other stuff? I don't know what he can do. I've only done one shirt with him. But he, Is it all silk screening? Dude. So, I pick him up. I don't know the answer to that. Probably. I don't know. I know he does embroidery, too, but... I pick them up. They're individually bagged with a card with the size on them already. And he made a hundred decals of the back logo and just put them in there. So when you pick up your box, the decal is on the box of what the shirt is with the sizes, the colors, and then you open them up and they're individually bagged and folded and bagged with the card in them for the size. And for the same price as you pay for, you know, How the guys for shirt. Do you know what you paid and how? what was your minimum order? How many did you order? I only ordered like a hundred and call it 150. I think it was less. 144, 12 dozen? Maybe. Uh, maybe it was 130. Can he do pers- did you ask him if he can do personalized tagging where they rip the, the fabric tag out or the paper tag out of the back and then print on the upper behind your I, neck? I, I don't know. I didn't ask him any of that. Oh, yeah, I want to meet him. Is he in Reno? Carson, but close enough. Close enough. He does all the stuff for Moon Eyes and Good Guys car shows he's been in business for like 40 years he's got five in-house graphic designers that they don't do anything he said they don't do anything but design shirts from seven to four every day so i mean i was impressed they're cool shirts like you know we it's breast cancer so a lot of pink and i told him i want a harley and a hot rod you know and they're they're both on there just cool you know cool stuff so yeah i'll give you a stuff i'm taking a note right now i want to get I want to see what kind of T-shirts he can do. Um, okay, I want I want to talk to him, but ASAP because I want to. Um, I want hold on, I'm writing this down. I want to see if he's got hoodies. I want to see if he's got lightweight hoodies. Like he probably can get any fabric. Like I'm any, sure he can get anything. And you know, okay, I want to meet him. I didn't even ask him about the shirt. This is a different deal than what you're talking about. So this is. Does just- he do those Tahoe embroidery shirts? I did, these came from somebody else. I, this is the first time I've ever used this guy. Uh, these came from the guy I use. Anthony. Yeah, Anthony. I haven't seen Anthony in a long time. I just played golf with him on Friday. Can he golf? He was good, dude. And I didn't – Not to, I'm not bagging on him because I suck at golf, but we, we had this dude that was really good, Antonio, that played with us every year, and, and he kind of had a scheduling conflict, and so we got Anthony, and I kind of was like, shit – we're not going to do very good. And Anthony's good. Anthony's better than the three of us that played with him. Really? Yeah. Um, 
Did you, did you, when you look forward to the next month, are you excited for rodeo or do you despise that time of your life? The workload despise is not uh, the word for it, but I do not look forward to it. No, it's a lot of hot, hard work for a long time for me. It's, you know, it's different for everybody, but you know, for me, it's, you know, 16 hours a day, all, all the sun time fill, you know, filling ice dispensers, chucking booze, filling bars. Well, building everything first, you know, so I'm there three or four days before the rodeo, if not a week before the rodeo. And I'm there three or four days after the rodeo is done. So it's more than 10 days for me too. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of long hours, dude. It's like, is any of it fun for you? Do you like, like, is it give you a good uh, opportunity to say hi to friends that you haven't seen for the previous year? Yeah, but it's different because, you know, number one, I'm, you know, I'm dirty and sober and freaking been there for, eight hours already and, and all your friends are on a different level right they're all dressed up and got five cocktails in them and they're there to have fun so it's like yeah i see everyone and say hi and stuff but it's not like you know i don't get to have like a nice conversation or anything you know it's just it's quick i don't you know i don't mind like coming to see you guys in the jack you know uh box or going to the president's room or any of that but the funny thing about that is, dude, I got to walk from, you know, one side of the place to the other and then back again. You know, it's for, dude, I probably do 15 to 20 miles a night on pavement, you know, walking back and forth and back and forth. Cause after a certain time you can't use a golf cart anymore. So, um, will you ever consider like this, the Saturday finals? Cause they have changed it where it used to be Sunday, but the last, at least five years, finals or saturday night saturday, do yeah. you do a blowout that night or are you just like i'm out of here and don't even talk to me we're, about go do you go home and shower and like do an after party no, when it's all said and done we work till like three o'clock in the morning because we have to have the jack tent we have to have pretty much everything out of there you don't have to but sunday everybody else comes back and they want to get their stuff out of there so we do it saturday we're usually there till two or three in the morning on that you know through saturday night into sunday morning breaking down and how long set up a week do you guys take a week to set up that pretty much that yeah. catering area the jack tent yeah pretty much isn't it unreal that how strong that jack tent has been for i'm gonna say well the 10 at years least 2002 i remember partying in the jack tent. Oh, i'm talking 21 years kent, right now. kent burrows it didn't used to be the jack tent it used to be somebody else and he he has a kid from said tent, you know, from a, a gal he met at the tent. You're talking 25, 30 years ago, dude. I don't know how old this kid is, but, oh, it's – and you know what's funny is it is – you could do – you know, like people say, why don't, you, why, don't you, why don't you put a beer garden in here? It's the, like, number one grossing bar in northern Nevada, and it's only open for 10 days. You don't have to do anything else to it. It doesn't does not need another thing. No, dude. And, and you could put anything anything else you dude, we've done frozen margaritas. Yes, dude, you'll sell a thousand of them. Frozen Jack and Cokes, you'll sell a thousand of them. Any kind of beer you put in there, they'll pour 30 kegs a night and cases of Jack Black like they're going out of style. And you could you could you know, you could do a what if it's Blue Moon this year, you could do a whatever, you know, whatever's a cool beer 
the next year. No one would care. It's it just it's a just pure revenue out of a bar like you've never seen, dude. We'll load that thing up. You'll put 15 cases of Jack Daniels in there. And you'll think, no way they could drink all that tonight on a Tuesday night. The radio will go off at 9 o'clock. We need a case of Jack Daniels to the Jack Den. You just bring them. If they do that, you just bring them five. Because they'll, they'll, they'll just keep calling you all Unreal. night long. It's insane, dude. And they drink Jack Fire, Jack Honey, Apple Jack, Single Barrel, Gentleman Jack. They, they drink it all, dude. It's insane. How cool, though. I mean, oh. how cool for a brand to have that prevalence oh my in the rodeo circuit. Because you think about it, like, that that bar is not that fun and not that comfortable. Like, it's sticky floor. Oh. It's, there's no, like, there's nothing that you can't move in there. Sometimes a circle gets built, right, for swing dancer to show off. Yeah. But uh, is there a DJ in there? Is yeah. that what it turns yeah, into? Yeah. Yeah, so they do a DJ at like nine. Uh, what's the rodeo get out like nine nine thirty? Yeah, nine thirty. They get a DJ in there at like eight eight thirty, and he. But so we play music, just like house music that starts at five, and then a real DJ comes in at like eight seven thirty eight, and he plays regular music. And then they, when the rodeo's over, they crank all the music up, and it's like a nightclub. You know, is there at least one big good fist fight a year, or is that kind of ceased? And there's one really good fist fight every night, and yeah. if not five so then then the the sheriff's just bum rush in there and get them out of there the security does it's actually well you know in the crowd the rodeo lets out there's a lot of sheriffs that line the front of that tent but they're not they don't really come into the jack tent you got to really you got to really plead with them to get them to go to the jack tent because really that's not what they're they're there for we've asked them if like so you know the whole thing's in in fenced and there's been times that the line's so long that the kids start wanting to jump the fence and stuff to to get in. But there's like there's no way you could jump the fence in some spots and, and to be honest with you, we don't care if you jump in the spots where you just end up in the jack tent. But if you jump the fence in the wrong spot, you end up behind the bar where all the money is and all the booze is and all and all the girls are, you know, so you can't have that. So at times we've asked them to help when lots of people are trying to jump the fence because you can only grab so many of them, you know. And they'll do that but fights and stuff is all security and they've got some good dudes that they actually hang out in the jack tent and they and when fights happen they just go break them up but the crowd breaks them up too like people don't want that no but people so just stupid. get too drunk and so you know. dumb but yeah there's girls fighting guys fighting you know all that kind of stuff girls fighting guys fighting. you know it's like a country song yeah there's a have you ever seen the the there's a there's a transsexual man well, he, he's a man, but he dresses as a on woman. On the cover of the new Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. Yeah, him too. You, no. Why did you see that? They put it on there today? Yeah. Wow. But th- So there's this guy, and he dresses like in lingerie and stuff. And I, I, and That's cute. So he comes in there every night, and, and you would think that all the cowboys in college, you know, people would mess with him. Nobody says a word to him, dude. He comes in there, dances, and does this whole thing. And You know why? Because hunters and cowboys are respectful. Yeah. They're not thugs. They're... They, 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 if that, you turn the the page on that kind of, we're going to get out of here. We're not going to get into politics. You turn the page. It's the other ones that voice and press everything. It's the other ones that yeah. put it in your face all the time. Right. I don't give a shit. Do you, but do, you're not going to play sports against my daughter. Right. And that dude shouldn't be on that beer can. This no. has been another episode of Breaking It Down with Chad and Alex. This life ain't for everybody. Thanks for listening. This song is called Morning's Gonna Come by my man, Brent Cobb.